there. Welcome to another life-transforming sermon with Dr. Dazwit Achero. Lists of favor. One was prayer. Two was integrity. Three was marriage. Four was relentless pursuit of the good. Five was favor is activated by the act of an authority figure. And six through mentorship. And today, I want to continue from there and give you seven. I have actually ten. So I'll try and finish today. Number seven is having a good understanding. A good understanding activates favor in your life. You see, understanding is the ability to comprehend a principle or a subject. You see, all of us are exposed to knowledge, but not Everyone understands what he or she is exposed to. For example, you remember in school, we were all sitting in the same class. But when the results for exams come out, you realize that there were some subjects, even though you were exposed to knowledge, you didn't really understand them. You could do well in some subjects, uh, but you could find that you were struggling in other subjects. Some people were good in history, but they struggled in chemistry. Some people were good in chemistry, but it was very difficult to grasp biology. Some people were good in Swahili, but many of them struggled with mathematics. So it all boils down to one thing to understand what you have been exposed to because um, all of us are exposed to knowledge. But when it comes to understanding, that's when or that's where the rubber meets the road. So, ladies and gentlemen, understanding, and this is good understanding, is very important because knowledge is there. Knowledge is in books. Knowledge is in tapes or CDs or social media or YouTube Whatever, we don't have tapes anymore um, or CDs anymore. But knowledge is available on all these platforms, podcast, YouTube, you know, um, preaching, reading books. Knowledge is available. But when it comes to understanding, that's where many of us really have the challenge. You know, there are people who are generally bright, isn't it? like the neighbor you are seated next to. Do they look bright and intelligent? Do they look like they just graduated from Harvard? Some of you are seated next to very uptight neighbors. I don't know how you survive in this service. But I pray the grace of God will help you. So, bright students can really be intimidating. Or maybe the reason why they are uptight like that is because they are very bright. Chopees. Yeah, bookworms. They are really filtering everything through their medulla oblongata. Yeah, so, they don't want to really, you know, engage you as their neighbor. But let me tell you, bright students can really be, you know, intimidating. And I remember in school, some bright students were really, really fishy and conniving because 
They could pretend, you know, as if they are not reading. You remember them. And you remember very well you were with them, you know, all the time. Playing all the time. Playing football. Playing, eating, you know, stories. You know, sometimes even watching, you know, uh, the TV. You know, until late. You know, but some of them were very clever. They pretended as if they were not reading, but they knew that the little time they spent in class when the teacher was teaching was enough for them to be able to retain what the teacher was giving unto them. But you see, an average student, when he sits in a class and the teacher is teaching, they retain only maybe 11% or 10%. Now, if you're not average, you're below average, you can, imagine, you can imagine your retention capacity. It's way below. Maybe even after the teacher teaches, you ask, did the teacher come to class? <laughs> because you didn't get anything. Isn't it true? How many know I'm saying the truth this morning? And so some of us, we had to really go back, go to the library and read again and again and again and again. And still, as, even after you read that chapter, it's like very little, you know, was able to remain with you. You, are, you. you didn't have that capacity to really retain a lot of, you know, knowledge. Because some people, generally speaking, are very, very bright. They catch things very, very fast. I mean, they just listen to the teacher, listen to the speaker, and, and they are able to actually uh, retain a lot. And so... Bright students can be intimidating. I remember there was a bright student in our class. And I used to admire him a lot because, I mean, he didn't look like he was this guy who is reading a lot. He didn't walk around with books, you know, like some of these students we know in school used to do, walking around with books. You know, they go to the field with books. They go to the dining hall with books. They go home while reading. And some of them are seated next to you, I'm telling you. They were so intimidating. But, but, but this guy was so different. You didn't see a book around him, but he, he was so sharp. You know, when the exams came out, I mean, he was always top, 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 top. So I decided that I'm going to befriend him, to be his friend, so that I may discover the secret of his brightness. You know, you know some of us, we became bright later. We were not bright from the word go. You see, but you, I hung around him, but it was very difficult to really understand how he was bright. Because I didn't see him read. I, did, I didn't see him, you know, go to the library, try to peruse through books, you know, and read. I mean, he was just an ordinary guy. You know? And one time I asked him, what's, what's the secret of, of, of this thing? And he said, uh, it's just to listen to what the teacher is saying. I said, that is impossible. Because there are teachers, when, before they even start teaching, we already have an attitude. Isn't it true? Because we look at the, the way the teacher is dressed. Yeah, I remember there's a teacher who used to teach business education in those days. And he was very dirty. Yeah. He used to write on the board. And you could see a yellow map here. You know, but he was really loaded. You know, so he tried to teach me and tell him, no, no, don't look at the teacher. Just listen to what the teacher, you know, is saying. 
and, and, and you, 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 will, you will do well. You know, I tried. But I realized at the end of the day that there are people who are just bright. Isn't it true? They are so bright that even if it is a donkey teaching, they will still understand. <laughs> but some of us, if it's a donkey teaching, nothing, you will get nothing out of that lesson. So, so, so those who are bright, they are able to understand quickly. But those who are not bright have to go an extra mile, you know, to read, to revise, to wake up at 4 a.m., to go with a trough in class with water so that you put your feet in the water so that you may not sleep. You will have to work hard for you to be able to understand. So there's that very thin line between knowledge and understanding. If you can cross that barrier and get to the other side where you are able to understand the knowledge that is being given to you, then you activate favor in your life. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Tell your neighbor, I'm so bright, I've understood what pastor said so far. I don't need to revise. Acts chapter 8. We're reading from KJV. Acts chapter 8, verse 26. The Bible says now, is that I? <laughs> now, an angel of the Lord, can you give me King, King James version, if you have? And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go towards the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. Uh -huh. And he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia. Now, look, this is a very influential guy. A man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority, under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure, and had come to Jerusalem to worship was returning and sitting in his chariot. That means he was rich. He was sitting in the chariot. He was in his car, you know, and he's a ruler. He's a leader. And returning, you know, from worshiping God, returning and sitting in his chariot. And he read uh, uh, Isaiah's, the prophet, verse 29. And the spirit of the Lord said unto Peter, sorry, Philip, you know, who was an evangelist, go near and join thyself to this chariot. Just go and listen to this guy. Be around him. And Philip ran thither to him and had him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? <laughs> In other words, do you understand what you are reading? And the man said, How can I? You see, he was reading the scrolls written by prophet Isaiah. But it's like he did not understand what he was reading. The man said, how can I, how can I accept some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he will come up and sit with him. Now, continue reading the whole story at your own time. The man was reading the Bible, but he could not understand it. Just because you read something does not mean you understand it. You, you must cross the barrier of knowledge and get to the understanding, you know, area for you to actually activate favor in your life. Because a lot of people hear a lot of things. We're exposed to a lot of knowledge. We're exposed to the word of God. We're exposed even to the catalysts of favor. 
But you must endeavor to cross that barrier of knowledge and get to the level of understanding for favor to be activated in your life. Ask your neighbor, understandest thou what thou readest? Understanding is powerful. Proverbs chapter 13. I'll show you something here very powerful. Proverbs chapter 13. Still give me from the King James Version. Show you the power of understanding. Proverbs 13, 15. The Bible says, a wise son. 13, 15, 15, 15. Good understanding. Read with me. Good understanding giveth. Ooh. Isn't that powerful? So, when you have good understanding, you will have favor. You see, I've been preaching about favor, but if you don't understand what we are talking about, it might be difficult for you to see favor in your life. You have to understand it. You have to know the mind of God concerning your life as it relates to favor. You, you, you must know what God is saying about this thing called favor and how do we activate this thing called favor and start, you know, imbibing the principles that make up for a life of favor, that's when you're going to see favor being activated in your life. So you must have good understanding. Understand it. Don't be like this Ethiopian eunuch who was just there, exposed to knowledge, but he didn't understand what he was reading. I pray that you'll understand this message deeper. You will meditate on this message. It will lodge in the deep recesses of your life, of your heart, of your mind. And understand it so that you may begin to walk in favor. Can I hear an amen? Can I hear louder amen? amen? Number eight, another catalyst of favor is generosity. Generosity is another very powerful catalyst of favor. You see, giving has become a very controversial, you know, subject the world over. People, you know, don't believe in giving. People abuse this subject, of course. There are people who really stretch it and abuse it. Um, others have decided to reject, you know, the, the principle of giving. They don't like it. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to think about it. They have just, you know, closed their heart to the subject of giving. Do you know that the amazing thing is that many Christians talk about giving you know, they believe in the blessings of generosity, but still struggle, you know, to give. Still struggle to be generous. They talk about giving. They believe in giving. They talk about tithing. They believe in tithing. But when it comes to, you know, responding to this principle of giving, you find that they are struggling. Many people struggle with tithing. Many people struggle with giving offerings. Many people struggle with sharing you know, what they have with other people, with the poor, you know, with the less fortunate in the society. They really struggle with that. We love hoarding. Somebody say hoarding. Hoarding is when you keep things in your house, even the things you don't need. You just love seeing them. Isn't it? That address of yours that you bought when your waist was 16. Still in your wardrobe, isn't it? And you're hoping one time or one day, your waist, which is now 45, will go down to 16, isn't it? That's why you're trying many things, intermittent, 
Fasting. What else are you trying? Huh? Now you don't want to talk to me. Huh? You are starving yourself. Hmm? But it's not working. Holding. Shoes you don't need. Clothes you don't need. They're just there. You just like seeing them. Just, you know, in the house. So we talk about generosity. We talk about giving. But we struggle to become generous. But I want you to understand this. That no matter the divergent views we have in the world. People fighting, giving. You know, people rejecting the idea of giving. People, you know, trying to say that giving is no longer needed. You know, in the church, in the kingdom. And in our world today, look, we can never edit the word of God. Yeah, you can't change the principles embedded in God's word. No matter what we say, no matter how we think, no matter who says what, I want you to know we can never ever change the word of God. You cannot eliminate the scriptures that talk about giving because God put them there for a reason. Now, one thing you should understand is this, that God is not in need of your money. That's what people don't understand. They think God is very broke and is really in need of, you know, our money. God does not even need your tithe. Because before God created the heaven and the earth, God was in existence. And we don't know for how many years he had existed. So that means he existed even before creating a human being. He existed before currency came to the world. Because, you see, he's, he's self-sustaining. He, he, he doesn't need money to survive. He doesn't need food. He doesn't need, um, he doesn't need trees. He doesn't need grass. He doesn't need water. He doesn't need even oxygen for him to be able to survive. He's, he's self-existing. He's self-sufficient. Do you understand? So, he, do you understand? Oh, <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> My goodness. Ask your neighbor. You mean you're not a bright student? What's, what's... <laughs> so, so he doesn't need all these things. So, so the reason why he commands you to give is because God wants you to do something. He just wants you to do something that tells him that your heart is connected to him. And he chose something that he knew that was very precious to you. And that is money. That is your resources. Because your resources are very close to your heart. Your money is very close to your heart. Do you understand? I say your money is very close to your heart. I know your wife is close to your heart. Your husband is close to your heart. But let me tell you, there is a place where you have placed your money. In fact, some of you, if you are to rank you'll be so surprised. Yeah, money is before your wife. Or money is before your husband. Or money is even before your children. Money is very close to your heart. And God knew that if this person can give something that is very close to their hearts, then they are connected to me. But I don't need their money. God does not need your money. You understand what I'm saying? He does not need your money. And that's why he just, he just wants to see if I, if I can command this person to give something that is very close to their heart. Will this person do it? If this person does it, then it shows that this person loves me. Because this person is responding to my commands in their lives. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
So, so no matter how many people reject or fight or water down this idea of giving, we, we can never change the word of God. The word of God remains to be true. Now, when you look at Exodus chapter 25, God commanded Moses or spoke to Moses to tell the children of Israel to bring him an offering. Somebody shout an offering. And then he said, everyone should give it willingly with their heart. You know, it should come from the heart. Because if it comes from the heart, then it is registered in heaven that this person has actually given with all their hearts. Jesus in the New Testament, in Luke chapter 6, said, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over shall men put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. So generosity is a biblical, it's a biblical principle. It's something that I want to challenge you to embrace. Be generous. Be a giver. Praise the Lord. And, and sometimes it's, not just, it's, it's, it's even more than just giving your tithe and your offering. Because you can be in a place where you feel God is speaking to you to bless somebody. Bless that person. Hallelujah. Yeah. You can be somewhere you are eating and the, the, waiter, the waiter has served you very well. And God speaks to you to tip you know, your waiter. Tip them. And tip them real good. Don't give them one shilling. Tip them real good. Amen? Or you can be somewhere and that, that, that security guard opens the door or the gate for you and is smiling and you feel something inside of you telling you, you know, why don't you bless this person? Bless that particular person. Generosity is powerful. It's a biblical principle. Can I hear an amen in this house? Do, do you understand what I'm preaching this morning? Yeah. So it's, it's a biblical principle that I want to challenge you to engage in your life and you will see the favor of God being released in your life. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 3 to 4. Give me again King James Version. Proverbs chapter 3. The Bible says, Let no mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shall thou find faith. Look at that. When you bind the truth around your neck, you shall find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. So there are two things which are mentioned here. Mercy and truth. Mercy and truth. And the Bible says, don't forsake mercy. Mercy is showing people who don't deserve your compassion. You demonstrate to them compassion. They don't deserve it. They have not qualified for it. But you decide just to show them mercy or to show them compassion. You know, there are people who can be very merciless and heartless and inconsiderate. They can be heartless. They don't care when you're hurting. They don't care, you know, when you're going through uh, a difficult time. Some of them is, um, they come to a place where they cannot even forgive you for what you have done. He said, this one, I cannot forgive you. Heartless people. Bible says, do not forsake mercy. When you're like this, you will never experience favor. Then he says, do not forsake truth. Truth is God's word. The word of God is the truth. And whatever God has said in his word is the truth. So if God says you should pray, is the truth, you should pray. If he says you should fast, is the truth, you should fast. If, if he says you should love one another, is the truth. You should love one another. If he, say, if he says do not forsake coming to church, do not, do not forsake assembling with other saints, it is the truth. And you should be able to follow that truth. And so if he talks about 
generosity in his word. If he says we should be generous, it is the truth. And, and Solomon is telling us we should not forsake mercy. And also we should not forsake the truth. Because what will happen when we bind mercy and truth around our necks and we write them upon the table of our hearts, then we shall find favor. When you embrace truth, you will find favor. Hey, that man is very low and feeble. I say when you embrace truth, you will find favor. Hallelujah. And this truth is what we are talking about here. Generosity. Generosity is the truth. It's not a web of lies. It's the truth. And when you abide by this truth, then you will see the blessings of God upon your life. Can we go a little bit deeper? You see, Esau had a brother by the name Jacob. And it came to a place when the father wanted to bless Esau because he was the firstborn. Their father was Isaac. And because he was old and he couldn't see properly, you know, he told Esau, I want you to go and prepare a meal for me. Venison, a sumptuous meal. I want to eat before I bless you. And Rebecca, the mother of Jacob, heard of that story. And because she loved Jacob, she told Jacob, I'm going to help you, you know, get this blessing. And so, you know the story. Uh, Esau, in the end, was swindled out of his blessing. And Jacob took all the blessings and ran away. Fast forward many years later, you know, Jacob is an old man. Esau is an old man. Esau is blessed. Jacob is blessed. And Jacob decides to return home. He decides to go back home and he's full of children. He has wealth, you know. He's, he's, he's coming back to where he started. But this time he's blessed. And then he was told that Esau is coming to meet you. And then he remembered the things that he did against Esau. And so he knew that Esau was a very bitter man. And so Jacob was afraid because somebody told Jacob that Esau is coming to meet you, but he has 400 men with him. And so Jacob was afraid. And the Bible says in Genesis chapter 32, verse 3, that Jacob decided to do something. Somebody say something. He decided to show generosity to, um, to Esau because he knew that if I can send enough gifts to this man, I will pacify him and I will obtain favor in his sight. Genesis chapter 32, verse 3 to 5. Then Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau, his brother, in the land of Seir, the country of Edom. And he commanded them, saying, Speak thus to my Lord Esau. Thus your servant, Jacob says, I have dwelt with Laban and stayed there until now. I have oxen, donkeys, flocks, and male and female servants. And I have sent them and I've sent to tell my Lord that I may find favor in your sight. He's telling him, look, Esau, I want you to know that I have everything that you might need. I have oxen, I have donkeys, I have flocks, I have male and female servants. Do you know what he was trying to tell him? He was trying to tell him, name the price. I'll pay it. Whatever you need that can make you be pacified. Because of what I did against you, just name it, I'll give it to you. If you want male servants, I'll give them to you. If you want female servants, I'll give them to you. If you want donkeys, I'll give them to you. What I need is to obtain favor. 
in your sight. Do you understand what I'm preaching this morning? Shout it louder so that I know you understand. So he informed him of his possessions so that, Jacob, so that Esau can choose whatever he needed to actually pacify his anger and demonstrate his favor towards him. Now, jump to verse 13. I show you something of the same chapter. Genesis chapter 32 verse 13. Let's see what happened here. Verse 13. And so, Jacob, he lodged there that same night because he was waiting for now to see the reaction of Esau. So he lodged there that same night and took what came to his hand as a present for Esau, his brother. This is a guy who understands how generosity activates favor. Remember, he had sent a message to him telling him, all I need is favor from you. I need the horizontal dimension of favor from you. And so I'm sending these gifts to you. He took what was in his hand as a present to Esau, his brother, to pacify him and obtain favor in his sight. Look at verse 14. Let's move quickly. 200 female goats. A goat, one goat is how much? These people who live in the city don't understand those things. Let's move on. 200 female goats and 20 male goats 200 ewes and 20 rams, hmm. 30 milk camels with their colts, 40 cows and 10 bulls, 20 female donkeys and 10 foals. Keep moving. Then he delivered them to the hand of his servants, Every drove by itself and say to his servants, pass over before me and put some distance between, between successive droves. In other words, he was sending these gifts in batches. The first batch left, then the second batch left, then the third batch left. I mean, these were offerings that were being sent in batches. Father raised members who can send offerings in batches. In the name of Jesus. Because some people when they give is like they have even, is like the blood has been, has left their body. <laughs> One offering you feel like you have been, it's like blood has been drawn out of your system. This guy gave in batches. Hey, amazing. I prophesy over somebody here. You will be giving your offerings and your tithes in batches. In the name of Jesus. This business you give through that business. This another stream of income, you give through that stream of income. Another business here, you give through that business. Receive that prophecy in Jesus' name. Wow. And he commanded the first one saying, when Esau, my brother, meets you, huh? and he asks you, saying, to whom do you belong? And where are you going? Whose are these in front of you? Verse 18. Then you shall say, they are your Servants, Jacobs. It is our, come on, talk to me. It is our present sent to you, my Lord Esau. And behold, he also is behind us. In other words, what we are sending to you are his offerings, but he is behind his coming. Because Jacob was hoping by the time he arrives, the gifts have pacified the heart of Esau, pacified his anger, 
tenderized his heart that he may be able to obtain favor before him. I wish I had a witness in this house. Ask your neighbor, understandest thou what pastor is preaching? Hey! He was sending gifts, sending gifts, sending gifts in droves. Verse 20. And also say, behold, your servant Jacob is behind us. For he said, I will appease him with the present that goes before me. And afterward, I will see his face. Perhaps he will do what? He will accept me. Let me ask you, if, if you are Esau and you are receiving all these offerings, will you still be angry? You will not be angry, isn't it? Because the offerings, hey, that no was just from this side. Maybe I should preach to these guys. They are the ones who understand my message. I'm so glad this church is woken up this morning. Yeah. If you are Esau and those gifts are sent to you, I'm telling you, they will pacify you. You will forget what that person did against you. Because that was a lot of wealth. Huh? Verse 21, what does it say? Hmm. So the present went on over before him, but he himself lodged that night in the camp. He waited for his offerings to go and do the job for him. And him, he stayed in that place overnight. When I read this, I realized that generosity has a voice. Your offerings have a voice. Your gifts have a voice. If you can send your gifts before you, they will speak for you. And one of the things your gifts will speak for you is favor. I prophesy every gift you'll give today, every offering you'll give today, may it speak favor over your life, may it speak favor over your children, may it speak favor over your business. Shout a louder amen in this house. Woo! Glory. Jump over, sit down, jump over to chapter 33. My offerings are speaking. Your offerings will speak. Verse 8, chapter 33, verse 8. I want you to see <laughs> what happened. Then Esau said, what, after they met, at some point they met, what do you mean, can we read all of us? What do you mean by all this company which I met, the droves, the offerings in batches, and he said, this, hmm, this, are to find favor in the sight of my Lord. He said, I was, not, I was not just sending the offerings because I need to send them. I was sending them because I understand that generosity activates favor. From today, don't just give because you've been told to give. I want you to have that understanding that your giving activates favor. Every shilling, every dollar, Every tithe, every offering that you are giving in the kingdom of God, I want you to know that it will activate favor in your life in the name of Jesus. Can you shout a louder amen? I pray for you this morning. Every offering you have given to God, every tithe you have paid to God, every monies you have given for the building of God's house, I pray this week, may this offerings, may this offering speak favor over your life in Jesus' name. I resurrect the voice of your offerings. I amplify the voice of your offering. May that voice speak favor over your life. 
Shout aloud a yes in this house. Even Jesus said, shall men. Mm. He said, shall. Who will speak to the men is the voice of your offering. Give, it will come back. Shall men, shall men give to your bosom. The offering will talk to some men to give to your bosom. The voice of your offering will speak to some men, some promoters, some patrons. I wish I had a witness in this house. To give to your bosom. You see, in those days, bosom was like a pocket. You understand? And it was around here. That's why they used to keep, you know, monies. Uh, hallelujah. And so, your offerings will speak to some men to put money in your pocket. Hallelujah. I see money, resources coming into your pocket as you give in the name of Jesus. Can I hear louder? Amen. You know, there are people who have more pockets than money. There's a pocket here. There's a pocket here. There's a pocket here. There are two behind. And some of you ladies, there's another pocket inside here. But I prophesy, as you become generous, the voice of your offering will make you have more money than pockets. I say you'll have more money than pockets in the name of Jesus. It will overflow. It will be pressed down. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaken together. And doing what? And running over. Lift your hands and say, I receive in the name of Jesus. Sit down. Number nine. Do you understand? Only three people said yes. Do you understand what I'm preaching this morning? Number nine. Favor is an act of God. It's an act of God. Favor is an act of God. God is the dispenser of favor. And he chooses who to surprise with favor. Father, this week, surprise me with favor. Lord, I prophesy, surprise me with favor this week. In the name of Jesus. I proclaim to you as well, may God surprise you with favor this week. In the name of Jesus. Because honestly speaking, some of us are not very gifted. I see the way some people run, like Omanyala. You know, Omanyala. It's like something is in their legs, isn't it? I see some people, how they sing. Like that lady, the way she was singing. She was singing as if she doesn't want to sing. And the voice was still coming out. Yeah, somebody will put here. And all the veins will be on their faces. They, you will see muscles tightened up on the neck. But no voice is coming out. If you really want to know that this singing thing is a gift, when we sing that song, you are my brother, try and listen to what your neighbor is singing. That's when you will know. It is not as easy as you think. Please, today just try it. When we are singing, you're my brother, you're my sister, just lean over and just listen to what your neighbor is saying. You will be shocked. So some of us don't even have pronounced gifts that can make us, you know, do some things. But God can just select you to favor you. Just like that. Just picks you from the crowd. Say, this one, I'm going to favor her. 
oh, this one, I'm going to favor him. Just from the, just like that. May you experience a just like that moment this week. In the name of Jesus. Psalms chapter 41 and verse 11. David says, by this I know that thou favorest me. From the King James Version. By, by this I know that thou favorest me. Because my enemies don't triumph over me. This I know that you have favored me. May God do something in your life that you just know it is his favor released over your life. He will not allow his enemies to triumph over you because of his favor. Can I hear louder? Amen. Job says in Job chapter 10 verse 12, you have granted me life and favor and your care has preserved my spirit. So you can see that Job also recognized the favor of God upon his life. And, and he could see that God is the one who actually, you know, favored him. God also gave the Israelites favor in Exodus chapter 11 and verse 3. The Bible says, and the Lord gave the people uh, of Israel, or the Israelites favor in the sight of the Egyptians. He gave them favor. These were their enemies. These were their tormentors. But God decided, you know, to change their spectacles. When they looked at the Israelites, they saw them as very nice people who deserve favor. And so they demonstrated favor to them. In Psalms chapter 44, verse 1 to 3, the Bible says, We have heard with our ears, O God, our fathers have told us the deeds you did in their days. In the days of old, you drove out the nations nations with your hand, but them you planted. You afflicted the peoples and cast them out, for they did not gain possession of the land by their own sword, nor did their own arm save them. But it was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your countenance, because you favored them. In Daniel chapter 1 and verse 9, now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs in Acts chapter 7 verse 9 to 10 and the patriarchs became envious sold Joseph into Egypt but God was with him and delivered him out of all his troubles and gave him shout that word favor and wisdom in the presence of Pharaoh king of Egypt and he made him governor over Egypt and all his house so you can see from these scriptures that divine favor is purely a gracious act from God when God decided to favor his children it didn't matter their circumstances it didn't matter their location. It didn't matter their geographical area. When it was time for God to release favor upon their lives, he did it as he desired. I came to tell somebody this morning, it doesn't matter where you were. It doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter what is not working in your life. When God selects you from the crowd and he says, this is the man and this is the woman that I need to face. 
favor, I want you to know that it's going to happen as God has desired. You might be here listening to me and you're thinking, this is just for so and so. This message is just for so and so because they are bright, because they are eloquent, because they look like they're coming from a rich family. But I came to remind you that God is not a respecter of persons. He doesn't look at your complexion. He doesn't look at your circumstances. He doesn't look at your tribe. And he doesn't look at your gender. When God selects you to be this man that he needs to favor, I want you to know that it will happen. It will surprise you. It will surprise your neighbors. It will surprise your family members. Because some of them think that you cannot amount to anything. But mungu ni nani? Anacheza kama yeye. When it is time for him to favor you, he will favor you. Give somebody a high five and tell them, I have a feeling God is about to favor me this week. I don't know who I'm preaching to. Maybe I'm not preaching to everybody. But I have a feeling there is somebody in this house who is listening to me. There is a tag in your spirit. There is a nudge in your spirit. You feel like you are the one I'm talking to. I came to remind you, get ready. Get ready for favor in your life. Shout yeah. Shout a better yeah. Shout a Holy Ghost yeah. Look for your neighbor for me and tell your neighbor, neighbor, this week I'll shock you. Because what pastor is preaching is about me. Who am I preaching to in this house? Is it you or is it your neighbor? Is it you or is it your brother who didn't come to church today? If it is you, shout it is me. I prophesy this week, God will favor you above your contemporaries. This week, God will favor you above your colleagues. This week, God will select you to be a candidate of favor. Shout yeah! My goodness, I feel this word. Can we go a little bit deeper? Exodus chapter 3, verse 19 to 21. The Bible says, this is God speaking. As he was planning to favor the children of Israel. He said, but I'm sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go. No, not even by a mighty hand. And so this is what I'm going to do. The way some people think you will never rise. You will never make it. You will never build a house. You will never get married. But the devil is a liar. And the Bible says, so I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in its midst. And after that, he will let you go. And I will give these people in the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall be when you go. You shall not go empty-handed. This is what favor can do. Favor activates compensation. When favor comes upon you, what the enemy took away from you, what the devil stole from you, it will all come back in the name of Jesus. I prophesy this week, as favor hits your life, what was stolen, 
what was taken away, what you were denied that rightfully belonged to you, may favor bring it back in the name of Jesus. I prophesy, you are entering the month of August, loaded, blessed, heavy, staggering with the blessings of God upon your life. If you believe it, shout yeah. My goodness. Exodus chapter 12 and verse 36. And the Lord, 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 not your uncle, not your brother, not your sister, not your friend, not everyone that you know, and the Lord gave the people, shout the word, favor in the sight of the Egyptians. I don't want favor when my enemies have died. I want favor right in front of their faces. Oh Lord. For the Bible says he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Maybe you don't have enemies, but I've got enemies. And I pray that God may keep them alive because of his favor that is coming upon my life. Please turn to your neighbor ask them, are you my friend or my enemy? What did your neighbor say? Anyway, tell them it doesn't matter. What I know is my table. My table. I say my table is about to be prepared in front of my enemies. I'm getting ready to eat, to celebrate, to enjoy the blessings of the Lord right in front of my enemies. Shout So that they lent unto them such things. Such things as they required and they spoil the Egyptians. Favor doesn't give you what you don't need. Favor gives you what you require. What you desire. What you really want. I prophesy this morning. Whatever you require. This week. May favor. Activate it in your life in the name of Jesus. May God via favor. Release it in your life. Shout, I receive it. Oh, yes, I receive it. In the name of Jesus, we receive it. <clears throat> Number 10. I wish I had time to preach this. Mambo ni mengi. Can I feel like a preacher? Oh, can I preach like I feel? Did you hear the question? Can I feel like I preach it? Or can I preach like I feel it? Number 10 is understanding seasons. Ladies and gentlemen, God moves in seasons 
and for reasons. So you must be discerning to understand the season that you are in. And I don't know if you are feeling something. I feel we are in the season of favor. There is something in the atmosphere called favor. There is a wonderful aura of favor hanging on top of your hair. Give somebody a high five and tell them, I feel it, I feel it, I feel it. Maybe you should give five people high ten around you and tell them, I feel it. I feel that environment. I feel that atmosphere of favor. My God, my God, I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. This is not just the year 2022, but I feel I've stepped into a season of favor. Shout yeah! Shout a Holy Ghost yeah! Shout a louder yeah! Can I give you a scripture? Psalm 102 and verse 13. This is what the Bible says. Psalm 102. Hmm. Thou shall arise and have mercy upon Zion. Do I have Zionites in the house? I said, do I have Zionists in the house? He says, he will arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time, for the season, for the moment, for the hour to favor her. Yeah! The set time has come. Give somebody a and tell them, it's my time for favor. It's my time for favor. It's my season for favor. My God, my God. I don't know who I'm preaching to in this house. There was a man who was at the pool called Bethesda. A place of miracles. A place where in a certain season, an angel used to come and stir the water. Water, water. Whichever. And the Bible says because he was too slow, he kept on missing on his season of favor. And because he was too slow, he stayed in that place for many years. So there was no problem with the pool. The pool was not the problem. The season was not the problem. The water was not the problem. The problem was the guy. He could not understand the season and move fast enough to step into the pool for him to be here. But the Bible tells us there's another group, the sons of Issachar, who understood the times, understood the seasons, and told Israel what Israel ought to do. Because ladies and gentlemen, I need to let you know that God moves in seasons and for reasons best known to him. And when that season comes, he will not wait on you. You have to take the personal initiative to step into the season so that you may enjoy favor. I want you to know that we are in the season. The pool has been stirred. The waters have been stirred. The atmosphere is pregnant with the oil of favor. Those who can take it, those who can step into it, 
Those who can embrace it are the ones who will experience favor. This morning I prophesy, may you step into this season. May you step into this season. May you step into this season. The season of favor. Shout yes. Shout a Holy Ghost yeah. My goodness. I'm out of time, but I'm not out of revelation. It reminds me of a blind man by the name Bartimaeus. One day, he was seated by the roadside. I feel like preaching. And he heard that Jesus was passing by. And when he heard this was Jesus, the way maker, the, the, the healer of blind eyes, the cleanser of those who had leprosy, the resurrector of the dead, he said, I'm getting ready to call upon his name because I sense, I sense is my season of visitation. And so he cleared his throat, lifted up his voice, and he shouted, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the Bible says there were some guys around him who told him, shut up. You are messing up our service. Look at you. You have even gone to the altar. You are blocking our view. But let me tell you something. If you've never seen and you are told there is a season for people to see, you will never care what your neighbor thinks about you. You will shout, Jesus! 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 Tell your neighbor, 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 you will not intimidate me because I know I am in my season of favor. I can feel it. I can sense it. I can see it. And so I'm going to shout, Jesus! Jesus! The second time, the Bible says his voice was louder than the first time because he sensed. You see, there were many people in that crowd, but they didn't understand the season. That's why it was only Bartimaeus was shouting. The rest of the guys, they thought it was a normal, ordinary Sunday. A normal, ordinary day. We are walking Jesus. We are flocking around Jesus. But one man who had been blind since he was born was able to see with spiritual eyes and he was able to determine the season that was actually in his life at that particular moment. No wonder when he cried, Jesus had to stop. And he said, command him to come. And when Bartimaeus
came and stood before Jesus. Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? In other words, let me break it down to you. He told him, what do you require? What do you want? What do you desire? Because all these guys who are around me, they don't understand. I am in the season of the miraculous. I can give you what you want. Look, I wish I was Bartimaeus. I could have said, Jesus, please sit down. I've got some things to tell you. Number one, I need to see. Number two, I want a house. Number three, I want land. Number four, I want a wife. Number six, I want a business. Number seven, Jesus, do you have time? Because when your season comes, don't shorten your lease. Mention everything you require. Everything you require. Everything you require. He cried to God. He cried to Jesus because he knew it was his season. I wish you can be sensitive to understand we have stepped into the season of favor. You are, we are in the season of favor. You are in the season of favor. You begin to see miracles at the place of work. You begin to see things happening. In your business you've never seen before. You begin to see things happening in your finances that you've never seen before. I wish I had a witness in this house. Your life like never before. Breakthroughs taking place in your life like never before. I want to give you one minute. Raise up your voice. Clap your hands. Call on the name of Jesus. Call on the name of Jesus. Call on the name of Jesus. Be like Patty Myers. Call on the name of Jesus. It is your season. It is your moment. It is your time. Call on the name of Jesus. My God. My God. Everybody in this room raise your voice call on his name it is our season season of favor it is our season call on his name Jesus, Son of David, Jesus, Son of David, Jesus, favor your people, favor your children, favor your church, call on his name, call on his name, call on his name, call on his name. Call on his name. It's the season. Is the season. Is your season. Is your season. Is your season. Favor. 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 
favor is your season. Is your season. Favor. Come on, call on his name. Call on his name now. Call on his name now. Call on his name now. My God, my God. I activate the season. I activate the season. Receive it. Yes, 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 yes. My God, my God, my God. Oh. My God, my God. It's the season. It's the season. It's the season. Whatever you require. Whatever you require. Receive it now. My God. Call on his name. 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 Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Favor. 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 My God. My God. Everybody raise your voice. Raise your voice. Your set time. You are 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 set time of favor. You are set time of favor. I release it over your life. You are set time. You are set time. You are set time of favor. Receive. Receive. Break into it in the name of Jesus. Break into it. 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 Your season. Your moment. Your hour of favor. Break into it. Break into it. God is doing something here. Break into it. Right now. Right now. Break into it. Break into it. Your season. Your season. Your season. Your season. Your season. Your season. Kadabashata. Yeah, Yetabakata. Yes, Lord. 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 Take it. Take it. Take it in the name of Jesus. My God. My God. Receive. I, I release you prophetically into a season, into your season of favor. I release your home. I release your family. I release your spouse into the season of favor. 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 Favor, favor, favor. May you be favored in the sight of the Egyptians. May you be favored 
in the sight of your enemies. May you be favored. Favor, favor, favor for your business. Favor, favor, favor. Step into that season. Step into that season now. 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 My God, in the name of Jesus. Step into it. 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 Now. Now. In the name of Jesus. Step into it. Now. In the name of Jesus. Step into it. Now. In the name of Jesus. Something is happening here. Step into it. Now, in the name of Jesus, favor, 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 in the name of Jesus. Surprise your enemies, surprise your contemporaries. I usher you, I usher you into that season. I usher you into that season. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. My God. My God. Oil of favor. 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 Receive it now. Receive it now. May you rejoice. May you testify. Receive it now. May you testify of the favor. Woo, glory to God. May you receive it. May you testify of the oil of favor in your life. Take it. Receive it now. In the name, I feel the oil. The oil of favor. The oil of favor for your business, for your home, for your life. Take it now. Receive it now. In the name of Jesus. My goodness. Take it, take it, take it, take it. Oh, bakatadabasha. Oil, oil, oil of favor. 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 Receive it. In the name of Jesus. Receive it. In the name of Jesus. Oil of favor. Receive it. In the name of Jesus. Oil of favor. Receive it. In the name of Jesus. My goodness, receive it. In the name of Jesus, oil of favor, receive it now, receive it now. Step into that season, step into that season right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, receive the oil, receive the oil of favor, receive the oil of favor right where you are. Receive the oil of favor in the name of Jesus. My God, my God, take it, take it. Take it. Take it now. 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 In the name of Jesus. Yes, favor. Favor with God. Favor with man. Take it now. In the name of Jesus. 
in the name of Jesus. My God, my God, my God. Everybody lift your hand and receive oil. Oil of favor. 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 Kada bashata. Let it burn like fire. Let it burn like liquid fire. Right now. Right now. In the name of Jesus. Oil, 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 oil of favor. Oil of favor. Oil of favor. Oil. Be saturated in that oil. Be saturated in that oil. Right now. Receive it in the name of Jesus. 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 I assure you. I assure you. Everybody lift your hand. Receive the oil. Receive the oil. Receive the oil. Receive the oil of favor in your house in the name of Jesus. May you become a sign and a wonder in this generation because of favor in the name of Jesus. May you look behind you and see favor. May you be surrounded with favor. May you go for an interview and experience favor. May you apply for a tender and experience favor. May you go and look for an open door somewhere in a company and experience favor. May you write your proposal and experience favor. May you apply for a school and experience favor. May you apply for a scholarship and experience favor. I release it upon your life today. Step into favor. Walk in favor. Live in favor. Swim in favor. Fly in favor. Drive in favor. Live in favor. Work in favor. Do your business in favor. In the name of Jesus. Receive it this morning. Receive it this morning. Receive it this morning. Receive it this morning. Throw your hands up and receive it. Favor. 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 May God favor you. May God favor you. May God favor you. May God favor your children. May God favor your business. May God favor your husband. May God favor your wife. May God favor the work of your hands. In the name of Jesus. We decree done. We declare done. In Jesus' name we pray. We shout a big amen. Let's celebrate Jesus. Let's celebrate God. Let's celebrate the King of Kings. Let's celebrate the Messiah. Oh, we celebrate you, Jesus. We celebrate you, Lord. We celebrate you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, lift up your celebration. Celebration of favor. Celebration of favor. Celebration of favor.
Father, we decree done over our lives in the name of Jesus. May we walk in this season of favor. Yes, Lord. And may it start now. May it start this very moment. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can now get in touch with Dr. Dazuta Chero on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father.